0: Y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And today we're going to be discussing the year of the anti goal. So I know that everyone is busy setting New Year's resolutions of what they're going to achieve in 2021. And Christy and I decided to take a different approach this year. We're not going to be talking about the typical lose five pounds, get my teeth whiter, you know, make more money type situation. This is going to be more of a growing type situation for us and for others. And we're going to get into that um, in a little bit. But before we do. Before we do, we're going to do a quick catch
1: up on ourselves because we are coming post-holiday again. And we are... A mere forty-eight hours after Christmas, so I know it's
0: so sad. I know it always comes and goes so quickly. So I'm uh, trying to hold on. I mean, at least until New Year's is over. Then it's because, like, right now, at least we we still have New Year's Eve and New Year's, and even though we're not really going to do anything, it's still like the holidays, yeah, technically. You know, still so, hanging on. Yeah. So did you did you have a good holiday? Um. Yeah, it was pretty good considering.
1: The climate that we're in.
0: Yeah, all things considered, it was pretty good. Yeah, it was nice to not have to, you know, be driving all over from one family to the next and all the commuting and stuff. Um, It was sad to not be able to do our normal traditions, but Mm -hmm. we started to do our, like, make our own traditions. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of fun. I've never got to make, like, a full holiday, like, Christmas dinner. So
1: I know. Well, you and I were talking about it briefly, saying how we got... We had like a weird glimpse of what life could be like ten years from now if if you guys don't end up having kids. Right, exactly. And if I remain single for however long and what what our holidays will look like as is. And it was kinda nice. I mean it was yeah. different but it was also kinda
0: potential in it. It I mean, wasn't that bad. it wasn't like this year was really the you know, this isn't exactly how we would do it. Hopefully I'll have a house by then and right we'll have like you know, more room to mingle and make it, and there won't be a pandemic. But yeah. Other than that, I think, yeah, I think it would be really nice. Yeah, it was definitely a different,
1: a different year for everybody. But I think in terms of just on an individual basis for you and I, it was, it was different, but it was fine. We Yeah, we were less
0: stressed than usual. Definitely.
1: I actually kind of enjoyed it from that aspect because being single I don't have to mm-hmm. worry about <laughs> buying gifts for so many people and then again with the traveling and seeing everybody although it is nice um it is also nice to not have to worry about it so it was very peaceful very relaxing all things considered
0: yeah and I think it's also hard to when you're like in the first couple of years of a relationship, when you're not really, like, in, in with the family. Like, you don't right. feel like it's your family yet, and you feel like you're just going along for somebody else's traditions. Like, yeah. I felt like that with Ricky's family for a really long time, where, like, they would all, they all get pajamas on Christmas Eve, and they all wear, like, their new pajamas oh. on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time, like, I got my pajamas, and I was like, oh, I was like, but we're not sleeping here. <laughs> uh, so we put them on and then had to leave in the pajamas. Uh But it was, you know yeah it was nice i think it's just learning somebody's new traditions and like getting used to it but overall yeah i think hopefully by next year we'll be able to have like our own traditions i'm gonna make that vegetarian mushroom wellington again
1: that's gonna be my new
0: tradition going true british bake off with it you know Mm -hmm. no soggy bottoms yeah
1: (laughs) so all in all i feel like it was kind of nice to have a little bit of a break even though i know that it was disappointing for most people but at the same time. It's always nice to have a break sometimes. Yeah, and this whole
0: year has been a a bit of that. Yeah.
1: So with that being said, just kind of segueing into our topic today. It's an interesting topic because I think it's something that you and I are both experiencing in real time. So for us to be talking about it today from this perspective, and we might uncover some things that we don't know. So I guess do you want to kind of go into why exactly the anti-goal, is our topic to wrap up this year
0: yeah i think that uh and i talked about it a lot is like i think that after this year everything that's happened with the pandemic the election racial issues uh inequality children in cages uh there are so many bigger things to worry about it feels insane and selfish and very very small-minded to have the goals that me maybe would have had in the past in terms of for me it's always to lose weight that's always like my number one as I've talked about in the past that's my issue um but it's it feels ridiculous to me to be like I need to lose weight when it's like really that's your goal that's what you should focus on so I think this year we're just kind of in a place of wanting to you know work on ourselves and for me particular kind of how can I help others this year? Those are my goals. My goals is how can I contribute to society and make the world a better place? And um, I would like to, you know, dive in on that and hopefully inspire other people to maybe set some goals that just aren't about your well-being and progressing.
1: Yeah, I
0: think that this year really
1: shifted our outlook on the bigger picture. And I think that it is something that has been in the back of our minds for a long time, but just like the rest of the world, it took this year to really stop us in our tracks and look at it head on. So I think that um, we are just focusing more on the bigger picture now and seeing what's more important outside of ourselves. I mean, I think that personal goals are still valuable, but at the same time for you and I, I just think that this year in particular, We just don't see things so limiting this time. It's more, like I said, about the bigger picture. So that's what we want to focus on.
0: Yeah, and even having personal goals, you know, that we'll get into. But, like, the personal goals we have are not just self-serving. You can have a personal goal, but, like, is it just truly for you? Um, Mm -hmm. Because you can have personal goals that benefit you and other people at the same time.
1: Yeah. And coming from two people who I think we have mentioned before um, on previous episodes how we have spent a lot of our time talking Mm -hmm. and not doing. And you and I do come from different backgrounds as far as what our history with goal-making has been. But it wasn't really until this year that we put our money where our mouth is and we decided it's time to actually do something. So what does that look like for us? Yeah, we have very different
0: experiences with goal-setting. And it's hard because we're both similar in that, like, I'm somebody who usually takes action quickly. I don't like to make goals and then slowly work towards them. I like to set a goal that I can achieve relatively quickly or that I know that I definitely can achieve. Um, Whereas you, I think, take so much more time thinking about what you really want and what you want to do as opposed to rushing into it. Mm -hmm. But both of those things are still setting goals and they're not always realistic and In the past, I'm definitely somebody who would have a New Year's resolution list and all the things I'm going to accomplish and vision boards and the whole thing. And I've realized over this year specifically that those goals weren't really even serving me, you know? And like in the past, I would set really specific goals, but most of them, to be honest, were really shallow and basically about my looks I mean honestly they mm-hmm. really were and they mostly revolved around like like I would have an entire list of like lose weight get abs get better at cardio run faster you know what I mean right. like they were all the same fucking goal yeah. I would just it was always like me and me and mm-hmm. me and me well know? and also
1: I think that what I've learned is that um, the way that you frame them in your mind and you can correct me if I'm wrong if it was more of a almost like a shaming yourself into it if you attain these goals then you will be a better person and more likable or whatever the case is it wasn't maybe it was more
0: focused on that um in terms of what other people thought mine was I was always trying to I feel that I I mean I know I'm going to keep talking about this perfectionistic thing I'm sorry but it's just like who I am I felt that I reached like a certain point of peak perfection physically at a certain, like probably about seven years ago. And each year my goal was to get back to that person. Which number one is physically impossible because I was 24 years old or 23. Mm-hmm. I'm 32. I'm never going to look like that again. I'm not going to be in my early 20s. I'm not going to have that metabolism. Um, so I would set these like really, inten- uh, really specific goals that weren't so much about Yeah, I would pick out the weaknesses in myself and be like, okay, let's change all of these as opposed to focused on growing or picking my strengths and working and making them even stronger Mm -hmm. or focusing on relationships or any of those things. I just – I saw every year as a new chance to physically get back to the – or become the person I wanted to be and it felt like – It felt like there's something in the air where it's like, okay, but you know come January 1st there's no more holidays coming. There's no more excuses. So it feels like that time when you want to focus on it physically and the gyms and Instagram and the sponsors all take advantage of you, start pushing all their fucking weight loss products. And it's just a scam. You're not, number one, the likelihood of, I never, I very rarely achieved the goal. I never became that person. I was. I never got back to that body which I shouldn't. It probably wasn't even healthy. But um, each year I continued to feed into the lie, buy more workout programs, buy more things to get back to that. And it's just consumerism. Like most of the goals I think that we set are consumerism. And that's how mine were anyway Mm -hmm. in the past. They were always like about like, be able to afford this thing, buy this thing, get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, I guess with
1: perfectionism, it could go maybe one of two ways where, you know, if somebody is really... Um, a huge perfectionist they may even avoid doing goals mm-hmm. because they feel like they will never attain it but I think so what you're saying is your perfectionism was more so it just motivated you more to reach this goal of something that may not even be realistic
0: yeah because I knew I saw it as like I because I knew like I said in the past that I if I set goals for myself that weren't achievable I would fall apart and Mm -hmm. I knew that I I would rather just not I would rather if I know I can't do it I would rather just not so I consistently set a goal of somebody who I used to be so that Mm -hmm. I could look at it and say no that is possible because that's me Mm -hmm. I was that person before but I was completely discrediting the fact that my age my stat, my life had changed everything about me was different right so why would I be able to physically look that way when everything else about me was different and that's where it was just I was using that that goal of like, well, I'm going to become the person I used to be because that's attainable when in reality that's just as unattainable as becoming somebody else. Well, and it's really hard because I think that when you are in that point in your life where
1: you are seeing such positive feedback from something that people may not have known what it was really like for you right, behind yeah. the scenes and getting all of that positive reinforcement for something that people don't even really know about your mentality kind of peaks and stunts itself in that way where now it's like it's like people who peak in high school like they mm-hmm. kind of just stop there mm-hmm. and then they just always are talking about the to glory be, days yeah, yeah always trying to get back to that point where you're not considering the fact that again like you said you're getting older your body changes your health changes your circumstances change so
0: you and have to just adapt treading with water the like literally treading water trying to swim against the current to get back to who you used to be instead of swimming forward to see who you could become. That's a right. whole other version of somebody else. Yeah. And I think that those goals that I set often limited me. I became so focused on just that goal that I wanted. I didn't even see the other possibilities of right what else I could have achieved or mm-hmm. what was possible for me because none of it would have been good enough if I hadn't achieved those goals of being that thin or being able to run that fast or, you know, whatever. Right. Right. And I know that, like... Even for you in the past, it was different in that you, you know, I, I know that I would talk to you on the first of the year and be like, Christy, this is the year. Get ready for it. I bought, like, this ad video. I got a ball. I got new sneakers. And you were like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, we I'm not were, doing that. We were
1: totally just kind of touching back to our pop culture episode, but super bad was, that is our dynamic of friendship, like, for such a long time where it's like Katie was always Seth just trying to get, like... No, not late, but just I was trying, to know, get thin. trying to get thin, but I was just like, yeah, I mean, why don't we just like stay open and <laughs> we'll just see what happens. Um, yeah. No, I feel like my history with goal-making was, it's pretty, it's uh, pretty simple. I just didn't ever make goals. <laughs> There's really not much to it other than I. Why uh, didn't you though? I attribute it to the fact that growing up, I came from a household that was very hands-off with the upbringing. Mm -hmm. I was never really monitored in a way when it came to schoolwork. I was never pushed to to do better, to get to do better for myself or, you know, reach for the stars. It was just kind of like, yeah, I mean, just figure it out. Right. It was super hands-off. There were never any conversations about, well, I don't want to say never, but I don't recall any conversations about looking into the future or what I want to be when I grow up. Even going to college, there was really no direction. Mm -hmm. So I've always just been a go with the flow, just try to survive the best that you can type of lifestyle. And having to navigate that at a young age and figure your shit out on your own, it's I don't want to say whether it's good or bad. It's made me who I am, but that's kind of why I've just been a very take things as they come and, and well, really you were that's yeah, it. Like you
0: trained your brain in a survival mindset. And when you're in a survival mindset, you literally physically can't think about the future. So, like, even though you weren't literally, like, you know, in actually out there trying to survive, right. you know what I mean? But your brain kind of was because you didn't feel that, um, that like, comfort or I don't want to say like I guess calmness that then when you're calm you can able you're able to think about the future and focus on something else when you feel that all of your needs are met Mm -hmm. and if all of your needs aren't met you're just worried about that you can't even worry about what's going to happen next
1: yeah I, I think that the only conversation that my mom had ever had with me about the future was when I was going or when I was college age senior year of high school and She was really pushing for me to get the quote-unquote college experience, Mm -hmm. but there was no context around that. There was no reason, there was no value attached to why she wanted me to do that. It was just, I think, from her perspective and her generation growing up, that's just what you do. Yeah. Um and instead I decided to move in with a delinquent <laughs> who had a child at the right I was 18 and he was older than me and my mom was devastated. But um from there it was it like I said it really was just kind of going with the flow. I never had a vision more so than, you know, maybe a few months ahead of me. So
0: Right. Um, I think goals are great. I think there's just what are those goals that are so telling of where you're at mentally, and um, you know, and like we talked about in the past, it can get mixed in with expectations, and that's why it's important to not only have like realistic goals in a sense, but also ones that are not just self-serving, because they are important and they they can serve a great purpose, but not when it's just focused on you. And it's interesting to think about.
1: I feel like, because goal-making and our expectation episode, they kind of tie in together. Mm -hmm. And when I think about it, it was, for me, it was just, I, growing up, I was always just waiting for something bad to happen. So it was already limiting myself. So it wasn't even about goals. It was just like, it's just a matter of time until this goes down the drain or something goes wrong and I have to adapt quickly. And it, so goals were just out of the question. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't even part of the equation.
0: And I think that's true. I think that the way that you, which I didn't really think about, but I think that the goals your parents have and they set for you and for themselves um, play such a huge role in the kind of goals that you then set for yourself. Because my mom's goal was to always lose weight every year. Mm. So with my dad's. My dad would, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My dad can lose, like, 50 pounds in, like, a week just, like, eating grapes. I don't know. Um, So, (laughs) and then my sister is super goal-oriented. She just became a lawyer, obviously. So everyone around me although they weren't necessarily pushing me i then just saw that you should set goals some of them and i didn't get a great understanding of what realistic goals were i kept seeing people setting goals very rarely did they achieve them my sister did but they were like long term goals you know what i mean mm-hmm. like she's been working on this for like 25 yeah. years so there's no um it, it, i didn't see any very a good example of like these are healthy goals of how to become a better person or how to help your community Um, I didn't see any of that growing up and I think neither of us did, which is why, you know, we're now in our thirties and just realizing like, oh wait, these could be beneficial. We're just not using them. Right. It does.
1: Yeah. I think that, um, it does make a difference how you were brought up and what the examples were set for you as far as goal-making and what you can kind of mimic in that way. And it all just depends on how you were brought up. You know, if you were... If you come from a family who are you know they're very goal-oriented sometimes that can also be detrimental yeah, in You could rebel. Of, yeah it, it could go it could go that's hard because that can yeah
0: that can lead into like we said expectations tie in so easily to that and then pressure and all of that stuff yeah. but I think that this year you know we're focused on personal growth growth and helping our communities my goal personally my goals personally are more so to how can I use what I have? Because even though I, I don't have a ton, I'm, I am live comfortably in a sense, but I'm also renting a two-bedroom apartment, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In school, I'm not killing it. But I'm living comfortably and I definitely have extra. And how can I use this extra time, money, space to help other people? And it's something that I used to do a lot. And as I've gotten older, and especially after I, I really moved in with my husband, I started just taking care of him and always worrying about him instead of like, you know, when Christy and I lived together, I I used to like make meals for homeless people and like gather extra clothes and try to go find – I didn't do it in the best organized way and it never (laughs) went well, but I had really good intentions. yeah And I would try really hard and I got away from that and I became so selfish and focused on myself for so many years. And I want to get back to um, allocating – you know, I think a great thing to do is to kind of look at your overall budget, pick a certain amount of money you have each month, even if it's $20, that you don't need. Pick four organizations, donate $5 a month to those four, and that's what I'm going to do. Because right now I donate to Planned Parenthood. I always have. I always will. Sorry if that upsets you, but that's truth. Um, and I would like to find some other funds that, although I've donated individually, here and there to them, I'm not monthly participating. So I would like to do that. And I would also like to try to find a way to get more involved with my community. Mm -hmm. And I know that there's opportunities to do that through the community college that I go to, so I'm going to try to do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think once you start looking outside of yourself, because I think that something you had mentioned before was traditionally with New Year's and resolutions and everything, setting your individual goals in the beginning you have now found that to be very limiting. Yeah. And it really just kind of puts you in a box of only yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know. And you
0: think that if you're ticking off those goals, that you're, like, kicking ass and you're a good person and you're and you're whatever. Like, oh, well, I lost weight and I did this and I, um, you know, I... I see my sister now once a month, so I'm a good person. And it's like, well, no, I mean, most of those goals are really just to make you feel better about yourself. You're not really doing it for the benefit of other people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's probably why a lot of people achieve their goals but don't feel any joy or satisfaction because that really only comes from when you're actually really helping someone else. Yeah. Like, you get that immediate hit of, like, with dopamine, like, after you do something, like, for yourself – but that goes away. Whereas, like when you do something for someone else, you can think. about, it's like a well that you can consistently think about that makes you happy over and over and over. You know. Well,
1: it's it becomes a snowball effect where if you are only focused on, I know we've been focusing a lot on weight, but I think that that is just a super common New Year's it, resolution always, for it, everybody. Always, that's why always. gyms are always packed the first yep. day of the year. But you know, while it is commendable for people who do commit themselves to losing a lot of weight or getting in shape, that's great. And then I if think, they want to get healthy, yes, yeah. If they if they want to, mm-hmm. you know, just feel healthier, mm-hmm. um, and then, but it shouldn't stop there. It shouldn't, it shouldn't just stop with yourself. I feel like you can then, or your physical
0: self, exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: it's whatever you can do with with what you've learned through that process. I think can lend itself to then what you can do for other people, and then it really is, just extending outward. And, again, like I said, it's just kind of a snowball effect. And it makes you feel even better helping other people.
0: And you've seen, too, like, and the difference, there's such a difference between, like, the fake kindness or the fake, like, we've all seen over this year more so than any, the people posting the photos of them protesting or them donating money or them doing whatever. And they have to talk about it and they have to show it. And, listen, I think there's a way to share the things you've done to encourage other people to join you. And then there's another hand you're gloating and you're like, look what I've done. Look how great I am. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's performative. It's, it's performative allyship. It's performative uh, growth. It's not real. And the goals that we're talking about aren't just like, It's really put your money where your mouth is, like we've said. Like It's not just posting it on social media. I even encourage you to do it and don't tell anyone. How about that? I'm not going to tell anybody what organizations I donate to. Maybe on this podcast, but I'm not going to be posting about it. I will tell friends and family to encourage them to look into their own organizations. But it's not the point of how much money I'm donating and to who. It's that I'm doing it. And I'm doing it to help others and not to gloat about it. So I think that's the thing, too, is a lot of times people set goals because, like you said, they're, they they want to impress everyone else, whether that's in the way that they look and what they achieve. This is about you and your community and how can you become a better person and how can you help others from, like, a really genuine place and not just... Yeah, yeah I think that sometimes people have to
1: really sit back and think about why they are doing the things that they are doing mm-hmm. because... Of course, it's inevitable if you are to donate to a charity or help out for a cause that you're going to feel good about yourself. And that yes, does give you course. a sense of, yeah. um, you know, just like a little bit of a serotonin bo- boost mm-hmm. where it's like, I, I did that. I, I helped out. I contributed. So I think is it it is important to sometimes sit down and actually maybe ponder a little deeper what your purpose is for doing that. Like, Mm -hmm. do you want to feel good about yourself and get the praise from other people and and then feed your self-esteem? Because then that just ultimately is a circular goal that comes back to yourself. It's really not about you. Yeah, exactly. It's, It's not so much about how can I help and then continue to do that. You know,
0: just and once take a, like, look I think at there's it. a point. Uh, it depends on who you are, and yeah, like you said, how you're posting it and why. If I, I never fault celebrities for doing it because they have such a huge following, they could get so many people to donate. So I never fault them. That that tracks for me. If you have 200 followers on Instagram and every day you're posting that you know you donated this or 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 just directing people to go donate, mm-hmm. but it's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I just think that it's not about shaming other people for not being as good as you or about how much you're doing Mm -hmm. there is so much that needs to be done and so many people that need help and everyone can do it in their own ways pull your own skills and your own whatever you have to spare whether that's time money anything and think about how you can help somebody else and I guarantee that would bring you more joy than like achieving the goal that you know you would set in terms of you know getting, finally growing your hair long or whatever the yeah. fuck, you know, like, yeah. everybody, it's always like, you know, I, I want to cut bangs. I want to, I want to like, mine in the past has always been like, I'm not going to drink soda anymore. Like, I'm going to, you know, and it's like, who is that serve? Right. No one but me. And no those one. are all
1: things that you can just kind of do on your own time. I mean. Yeah, you could just do Just do them. You just they don't have to do be them. your goal. Right. I mean, it, like I said, this kind of, it does tie into the expectation episode in terms of I feel like goal-making is something that you do on a regular basis, big or small. I think in particular with this episode, we are just, again, talking more about the bigger picture for this upcoming year and how things have changed so much for us and why our perspectives on goal-making is so different now because it is more about the bigger picture. So,
0: yeah, have personal goals. I don't have know how you can see so many people suffering. In so many different ways right now, globally, just in our country, everywhere, even pandemic aside, see all of that and then still focus on yourself. I just, I don't understand. I mean, that the wildfires in Australia were this year. There's things, there's so many things that happened this year that you can forget where it's like, okay, even if you want to focus on the animals or focus on anyone else, please go help the koalas. Like, do whatever you can. And I think setting a goal that's going to help yourself, help your community, help your environment is so much more beneficial. And we learned that this year, you know, it's kind of was, although Christy and I were both aware, this wasn't like a real wake up call this year. Like we're like, holy shit, people are racist. Like we, we knew to an extent, but this year after seeing climate change and just the hatred on so many levels from people, I don't know how you could look at that and not want help. I think that you can have personal goals for yourself but
1: also have goals for the the bigger picture because when I'm thinking about myself, (laughs) um, I do have major personal goals that I am currently working towards. However, that's not my main focus.
0: Well, and they're not just self-serving, though. That's the thing is like your goals are to become a better person so that you can then become a better person for other people in your life to help others. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just that you want to be the best so that you can look down at everyone else from the right. top of the mountain. You want to get to the top so that you can help other people get to the top. It's the it's the
1: um, I love this analogy of the oxygen mask on the plane yeah, where right. you have to take care of yourself essentially mm-hmm. in order to be able to help other people and that's kind of that's kind of where my head's at right now is that I I do ultimately want to give back and be a part of my community in some way but I know that I do have to make sure my mental state is in For check sure. first and that I'm doing everything I can to be the best player and then put me in coach I'm ready. So,
0: yeah, and I have per- I have like personal growth goals as well that um like I want to continue through school. And, and although that's not I'm not setting very um times none of my goals are time specific. So they are not goals that need to be done in a month in a year. They're just goals. And There are things that I just want to do and I would like to achieve. And again, they're just not self-serving. And that's what I encourage anyone is like, we're not saying not to only focus on everyone else. This Mm -hmm. is about how can you grow, get to know yourself and grow and help your community and the world grow. If you're, if you have that in mind when setting your goals, you're not being selfish. That's totally okay to work towards things for yourself. If you are somebody who's like, I want to get a new job so that I can provide better for my family that's okay. You're not selfish. But if you're like, I want to, I want to get a bigger bonus this year because I don't, I want a new BMW. My BMW is a year old. Mm -hmm. Then maybe check yourself and reevaluate. Like none of that would help anyone else but you. Right,
1: right, right, right. Yeah, there is a very specific discernment that you have to be able to make when you are thinking about these goals. And I think the first step in doing that is just establishing whatever the vision is that you have you know for us it starts on a grander scale and then we can kind of hone in on a smaller level but I think that when you have an idea then you have to actually visualize it and that's kind of where manifestation comes in I think for me at least is just having that vision first and asking yourself the questions of is it realistic is it um, you know, who is it helping? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to attain that goal? And you know, then start making a plan and really committing to that plan because that's the other thing about goal making is that it's one thing to have the vision, but manifestation doesn't mean that you just wish for it and it happens. You actually have to do the work. You have to do what it takes. And I think there's like two types of people and it's the people who, just do what they can to get by and mm-hmm. then people who are actually committed and they their sacrifice involved yeah. and that's where it that's where it comes into play as far as doing what it takes because it's not easy you know the goals that you want to reach they're not straightforward all the time so i think that you have to have some type of plan and be willing to make sacrifices if you have to
0: yeah you can't ask only to receive and not to give or not to to get rid of you have to make room in your life physically or metaphysically for what you want and i think it's important to like you said if you're calling in a new job but you're not willing to take the risk of leaving your current job you're probably not going to find it. You mm-hmm. know, it's one of those things where you have to really, it's not just like you said, manifesting isn't just wishing for something or saying you want it to happen. It's envisioning it. It's envisioning how it's envisioning why. And also, you know, not to be harsh, but I say this to myself, do I deserve this? Right. Right. Like, am I asking for something that I even deserve? Have I even done the work to to get something like that? Because you see what other people get and the goals that they set are, you know, things they manifest and it seems to just happen for them. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes they've done more work than you and they're in a place where they actually can achieve those things. Right. And, like, even last year, Christy and I made vision boards. I talked her into making a vision board. I think that was the beginning of you, like, shifting your mind of, like, well, maybe I'll consider goals. I was, like, make a, make a vision more quickly. Yeah, <laughs> And we cut out, and obviously, this was in January. We had no idea what was going to happen. And it's funny because all of the actual goals that I had written, specific ones myself, none, almost, I think, actually, literally none of them happened. <laughs> um, It was, like, buy a house. Get yeah. certified in Reiki. Like, do all of these things, which at that point in my life, which is so funny, just a year ago, I thought that's what I wanted. And none of it happened. However, all of like the clippings from the magazine, you know, the actual images that I put on my board, that, that's what I actually stared at every day. I would look at those images. They were much more interesting than my handwriting. And those things really did come true. Those things that were kind of from the pandemic. And, you know, it's, I'm looking at it in a positive light and trying to see it, the silver lining of it. But, you know, on my board, I had save money be still, like, spend more time or, like, do more by doing less and, um, like, be healthy. And, like, all of these Mm -hmm. things that I didn't notice, those are – and that kind of what's shifted my brain where I was like, right, those are the things that are important, not the house, not the Reiki. Those things of learning to be happy, be still, be comfortable, be healthy, all of those things were.
1: Yeah. Well, because – Again, I know it's beating a dead horse talking about the expectations, but we did we did reference this a lot in that episode where remaining open to the possibility of a change, like if you have those specific goals of getting certified in Reiki or buying mm-hmm. a house or whatever, those are all goals to have, and that's fine. However, going back to the self-limiting portion of it is that you never know what detour is going to come up in the midst of that, and then it's going to throw off your whole grand plan of buying a house by this exact date, and then when that date comes and you don't have a house, then you feel like shit, and it's just this whole vicious cycle. So,
0: And that's exactly – and that's the thing is, like, if I was so steadfast on those goals, I could have bought a house. Mm-hmm. Technically, there were houses that I could have bought. Ricky and I are trying to really wait until we find the right one. But if I was steadfast in doing that, and and same thing with Reiki, even though my gut was telling me not to, I could have just done it because I cared more about ticking off the goals on my list than actually doing what I was meant to do that year or learning, um, or getting the house I'm meant to get. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I know that you know not everyone believes in that, but I do. I think that it's you. I do think there's a special magic going on in the universe, and you're meant to do what you're meant to do, and. You know, you got to kind of be along for the ride a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think that something, something else that may be helpful that I know helps me is when I have something in mind of what I want to do and it seems really scary, I try to think ahead of what I will feel like after in terms of like relationships, Mm -hmm. let's say. You know, in the past, I've always been somebody who, well... I guess in recent years, I've I've really been trying to rush the process. My goal was to find a boyfriend who would be my husband, and then happily ever after, whatever that meant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not my goal anymore. So I think what I'm trying to explain is just what's keeping me grounded and keeping me on my plan of my um, of attaining that goal of being in a happy, healthy relationship. I have to think ahead. If I rush into a relationship that is not meant for me, I know that I'm not going to feel good about it. Kind of the same thing in terms of a house for you. If you right. were to rush into a house just, just for the to sake the of it, yeah. then you know you're not going to be happy with it, mm-hmm. which is what has stopped you from jumping on you know, the number of houses that you could have had. Right. So houses, husbands, whatever, it's kind of the same thing, but... Knowing that you are not going to be happy with that afterwards, even though your goal might have been reached, I think keeping that in mind really helps keep you on the path to do what it has, you know, do what it takes and make the sacrifices of waiting longer or um, basically just not settling.
0: Yeah, they're being happy and achieving like happiness and achieving your goal are not synonymous. Like they can be very separate. You can achieve your goal and still not be happy. Which is why it's so important to like we've said and like you said to think about why you're doing it, what the outcome is, how you're going to feel after you achieve it because it's easy to tell yourself I'll be happy when. I'll mm-hmm. be happy when I get this. I'll be happy when I hit this goal which is what I did with you know, achieving that body that I had seven years ago. I'll be happy when I get back to that. But like I said you're just treading water wasting time when you could be happy now and, and learn how to be happy now without those. Yeah. So um, yeah I think it's I think all of that being said is just like, you know, we we've realized in this year more than ever that we just want to help people and help ourselves and become better people for us and for you guys and that's also part of this podcast, you know. We we want to reach out to you and help connect to everyone and help you guys connect to each other and Get a community of people that we can really help each other grow. Yeah. And whether you're somebody who was already thinking about this or this is new information to you and it's kind of shook you up a little bit. And this is not to say that we are saying you are selfish. We're saying that now is a chance though to think ahead and make sure you're not selfish in the future. Whatever you've done in the past, it was different. Mm -hmm. Post 2020, different people, different world. Mm -hmm. And we just have to adapt and start thinking about how we can help each other before, um, It's too late. (laughs) 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 Uh,
1: Well, I mean, it's all, it is all very true when you think about it. And like, I really did like what you said a little while ago when um, you mentioned, you know, thinking to yourself, do I deserve this? Because Mm -hmm. that kind of lends itself to that feeling of um, the aftermath of how will I feel after this goal is reached? Will I actually be happy? Because I mean, personally... I would rather go through the blood, sweat, and tears and, you know, throw a couple temper tantrums maybe of being impatient in the meantime. But I'd rather do that than reach a goal and then feel like I didn't deserve it or that I didn't do do the work on yourself. Yeah, like it just wouldn't feel genuine and wouldn't feel authentic to the goal itself. It would just feel like a, I'm a fake phony and a
0: fraud. Well, yeah, and if you knew at this point, like you said, you have more work to do, you have more growth to do, and more that you want to work on yourself. So even if you met someone right now, if you were able to openly continue that work on yourself, I think that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that, yeah, you wouldn't ultimately be happy. You would know off the bat. And then it would almost be like a double sting because then it's like, damn, if I would have just waited, maybe it would have right. worked out with them. But yeah. I, I was... I rushed it, and now it didn't. And now that's a person that, unfortunately, I won't know. You know what, right. what would have been. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think that's important. And and thinking about um, not, you know, not if you deserve it in terms of like, are you a good person and right. you deserve to be rewarded? It's like, have you done the work? Are you there? And are you even at a place where you would be appreciative and grateful if you got it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because I think that until you do work on yourself and realize what you really want like I said in the jean jack about the jean jacket mm-hmm. if you don't in our past episode I had mentioned that if you're looking if you don't know what you're looking for when you, you find it you're not going to be excited whereas if you know you're looking for a jean jacket you find a jean jacket you are going to be fucking mm-hmm. thrilled so I think knowing what you want is and and how much you deserve and what you've done all correlates together in terms of how happy you really will be when you achieve it yeah step and, one. So that's why Christy and I are at semi-different places. Um, right now, I'm I've there's been years where I was more focused on myself, and I think this past year, 2020, was really about, although I was trying to help other people and I was involved in some of the things that were going on as much as I could, it was a big growing year for me personally as well, whereas I feel 2021, things are a little calmer. At least I, I have an understanding of what's going on. I'm in a, a schedule. So now I have some more time to allocate to other people and Mm -hmm. you are now in a spot where it's you need to focus on yourself and then hopefully by next year or two years from now you'll be able to start focusing on others because that's that's the pattern
1: well it's interesting to think about i mean not to go all the way back to our past histories with goal making but i just i can say that throughout the timeline of our friendship in different ways you and i have always tried to get from a to b and, well, I guess A without, to C. Without the hard
0: stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: We're always skipping from A to C without the B in between, if that makes yeah. any sense. We've always been trying to go from start to finish without actually doing the work in between. Yes. And I think that, you know, given your past with, um, I'm trying to think of an example of, I mean, all the different career choices you were thinking about. It's mm-hmm. like, well, maybe if I do this, I'll be happy if I do that. But it's like, but I don't want to have to go to school I to do that. Go to school, yeah. And then for me, my lifelong journey of trying to find a husband has, you know, not gone very well. Because I'm always just trying to skip the hard work in between and just, like, if
0: we could just... But it's funny because, like, the, the things that we were trying to avoid are the things that we probably would enjoy the most. You know, like, that time when you are in a relationship before you get engaged and get married is the best time. You know, like, nothing wrong with marriage. It's fine. But that time is the exciting time that's the fun time like that's the time that you think back on that ricky and i think back and had so much fun and so that way now when i'm like i please get away from me please Mm -hmm. get away from me i just picture 21 year old ricky and i'm like oh he used to be fun i just Um, there was so much mystery still right exactly and for me i wanted to avoid school when in reality like i'm learning not just a lot from school in the educational sense, mm-hmm. but a lot about myself, your and, discipline, and yeah, and other people. And I, I, forgot kind of all of the pros that come with that. So when you're so eager to just get to your goal, yeah, I mean we can't say you gotta enough. Gotta slow it down. It's the climb. You it's know? the climb. You, you gotta really slow it down. It
1: pace yourself and also know yourself because now where you and I are at, um, it's kind of funny because we still do have parallels of where we are with the goal making, but we've had to get a bit of a reality check. With you being eager to find a house, me trying to find a relationship. And now they're kind of on the back burner, to be honest. Yeah, we were
0: struggling with that a couple of, like probably about four months ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Christy and I, those were two things that we were both, I mean, we were really bummed out, both of us. And that those things, that we just wanted them so badly and we felt we had, that we felt we deserved them, Mm -hmm. we felt we were ready. But the universe and the pandemic on all the things just proved to us that we were wrong. So, honey, no, you are
1: not ready. You still have so much to learn. And now I can confidently say that now that we have kind of put that to rest, respectively, those goals, it feels so much more rewarding to be working towards our whatever our purpose may be, which like we were talking about the podcast, helping people, building Mm -hmm. a community, those things that give us just a, a more fulfilling sense of self. It's not about the house. It's not about finding a partner. And I think that we are enjoying this part of it way more than just constantly grinding the wheels and going online, whether it's on Zillow or dating apps, and it's just like swiping, 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 mm-hmm. trying to find the perfect one. Where is it? Where is it? And it's frustrating. It's exhausting. It's annoying. It's all of these negative feelings just to get to that quote-unquote goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, uh, honestly, point is, goals are overrated. Yeah. And we're we're not doing it. We're not subscribing in the traditional way. We're changing it up. And goals have left the chat. Yes. And we hope that y'all do the same. Um, just live openly. Yeah. And, you know, be open to possibilities. And I think... Um, before we before we go and before we <laughs> see you guys next year oh, wow. um, <laughs> we <laughs> Did are... not see that going. <laughs> we are going to talk about our diamonds of the week it's diamonds of diamonds the, in week. the rough I... so yeah do you want to talk about your diamond first my diamond is... Do you have a
1: diamond <laughs> i do have one but it seems it seems a little menial, but whatever. It's, Diamonds can it's be a anything. Spot. It's just a bright spot, a dark week. So I decided to come out from the rock that I was living in and, um, you know, open myself back up to Netflix. I had taken a hiatus from Netflix because really? I was feeling very bored with yeah, their options. Yeah, it's hard. They were really yeah. not doing it for me. But over the past couple of days, I feel reinvigorated with with entertainment. Ooh. So I guess this is like a... A few diamonds to make one whole one. But I, I started watching... I watched the new season of Big Mouth. Which, I don't know if you watch Big Mouth.
0: That's... What's his name's... Um, John Mulaney, Nick Roll, Nick Kroll, That's what It's it was, a real yes. who's who of Hollywood. Yeah, that's the one about puberty. Yes. Yeah, I really want to... I've never watched it, but I've heard a lot about it. So, I feel like it's a little bit of a deep cut. Because,
1: like, nobody I know really watches it. There's, like, maybe a couple yeah. of people. But yeah. it is... Truly a diamond in the rough. It is fucking hilarious. No, good you remind
0: me. I do, we should start watching them.
1: It's so good. It's. It gives me like pen 13 vibes. 15. Pen 15. 15. <laughs> I did it again. <laughs> Katie loves
0: pen 13. I don't, I don't even know where that came. Like, <laughs> where does that come from? I keeps I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like honestly, I really like, really don't. I don't know. It's so weird. Um, Pen um, thirteen vibes. But yeah, so like that. The
1: two so the Pen fifteen girls I'm pretty sure were in an episode. They weren't I think
0: I maybe that's why my brain just made that connection. I feel like I actually heard that.
1: they weren't named like Maya and Anna, but right. like I'm pretty sure they were like drawn like them. They mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it's their voices, but um so I watched that. I also watched oh my god, I'm slightly embarrassed to admit this, but Um, I watched the Ariana Grande documentary. Oh. And. How was that? So I feel like it was similar to your Taylor Swift awakening where Mm. I, I've never, I just like haven't given a shit about Ariana. Like go, like, yeah, no shade. It's really just like, you're much younger than me. Yeah. So I can't really get on board, but something inspired me to watch it last night and I was just taken aback by. She's just a young queen. She wow. is just... Yeah, I, I don't know what... Wow. It <laughs> but good for you, Ariana. Just making me feel young again. And then last but not least, I was telling you this before, but I watched the um, Princess Diana documentary mm-hmm. in her own words. Woo! Very emotional. I know it's, it's a little bit of an oddball for a diamond because it is so sad and so heartbreaking to hear in her own words what she was experiencing. But it... Opened up my um, my emotional floodgates mm-hmm.
0: and uh, highly recommend. Yeah.
1: And honestly, you know, I did learn a lot. I growing up in the nineties, I was probably around I don't know nine. Yeah, how old we were was I nine. nine when um, when she died? So I have no no major attachment to see that's that it. story. We're so different. But
0: like I remember it vividly. I was hysterical. <laughs> hysterical. I loved her. Oh, uh, I love her, her
1: now. Um, 23 years later, and I'm hopping on the Diana train, but I... Yeah, like,
0: I remember, I was watching, like, SNL or or something like that, and I thought, like, when the headline came across, I was like, it's a skit. It's not real. Like, I told, I was with a friend we were having a sleepover, oh. and I told her, I was like, it's not... Or it wasn't, it was, like, all that. Or it was a show that it was, like, a, a skit show. Yeah. And I remember saying, like, no, it's not real. They're, it's a joke. And then I realized it wasn't, and I was so upset that I went home. I had oh. to call my mom to come get me. God bless her. Um, so yeah, I mean that's a sad way on a diamond. But Diana is a diamond forever and always. <laughs> she oh, way, she so. really is eternal. And um yeah, my week was a little bleak in the diamond section. I'm unfortunately reading a book called Luckiest Girl Alive, which I would say is my diamond, except for trigger warning. Mm. Trigger warning, alert to everyone. Don't read it if you have trauma no one told me and now i'm stuck in this traumatic book and i can't get out because i have to know what happens it's an anti-diamond my actual <laughs> diamond is honestly i guess probably the real housewives of potomac reunion because each week it just keeps getting better and now you know this tonight I guess today's Sunday, right? Yes. Yeah. Tonight will be the final part, and it seems the husbands are getting involved now, and there's a lot going on, and it's honestly one of the most intense Real Housewives reunions I've ever seen. So well, that's probably my diamond, because it's like really edge of, like, edge of your seat type drama, where right. you're like, holy shit, you literally don't even look at your phone. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so I personally have not watched
1: Potomac yet, but I will just say... For the sake of this segment, when all else fails, Real Housewives usually pulls through for us. I yeah, mean, that's my that's my permanent diamond. Yeah, for to
0: like watch y'all of <laughs> you,
1: that's gonna be yeah. my diamond every week. I know. Speaking of, I feel like we probably is there a new episode of Salt Lake? I don't know. No, I think we uh, might have to... I, yeah, I just watched it. There was, was one that to... came out on
0: Christmas Eve. Eve. Okay, yeah, we and have to I listened. Catch up on that. I watched that one. It was mm, pretty boring. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah. So. so I guess on that note, um, <laughs> if y'all want to. You know, kind of send us what your anti-goals are or what you want to work on this year for yourself or for the world, your community. Please feel free to DM us at we don't know her pod on Instagram. You can also send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com. Listen. Listen, guys. Subscribe
1: to us. Mm -hmm. Okay. We will. It's just easier for you, honestly. It really, I mean, it's that way, you Why don't not? have to check search back all it the time. and then you try to find links. Yeah. Just subscribe to the podcast. You'll get updates every Wednesday when our new episodes come out. And give us five stars on Apple. We are available everywhere. You can listen to pods.
0: Yeah. Like tell your mom, tell your friends, tell everyone you know. And um, yeah, let's get this party started. Here's to 2021. Let's get it started. Um, all right. Well, I guess <laughs> we will see y'all on the other side. Okay. Bye. Peace. <laughs>